welcome to episode 14 of the Absolute Game of Nerds with your non-geek, non-nerd hosts, JP and Rohan. And today we have a special guest. We have a, a man by the name of Brett from Character Crave. He has a friend of our last guest, so uh, pretty cool uh, connection there. But Rohan, why don't you give him a proper introduction? Uh, yeah, so we have Brett uh, with us today. I, this is actually our first and my first time uh, actually, officially meeting Brett, we've been chatting a bit on Instagram. Um, I first heard of Brett because Nick, our guest from last week, Brett was on his podcast uh, right after the James Gunn DC announcement. Uh, and Brett is a big DC guy. And they kind of went through the whole slate, in which we're going to definitely get into a little bit at the end here. Um, and I will say, for I love Marvel movies and just comic book movies in general. And I listen to anything I can when, when certain movies come out. The episode that he was on with Nick uh, with Nick uh, was the like it got me more hyped for any other comic book movie than I like the episode was just excellent and so I was like I listened to it and I said we got to get this guy on um, and so Nick connected me to him on IG and I just messaged him he was more than willing to um, so Brett say hello uh, how you doing. Well, hey, guys, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate the praise for the episode. I, I really enjoyed talking about, it. you know, DC, obviously, they've had a rough track record, so they need all the supporters they can get. And yep. so, you know, I've, I've stuck with them. And luckily, you know, I've fortunately haven't had to, you know, I'm still pretty young when all that stuff was coming out. So hopefully, we hopefully the future is brighter is all I'm going to say. Yeah, so I yeah, mean, I'm just a little bit about myself. I'm just, I'm basically just an avid reader and aspiring. I, I'm aspiring writer. I want to end up writing eventually. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's just how I got connected to Nick through reading comics and talking. And yeah, I'm, I'm real hyped to talk about this. I would talk about the DC, uh, DCU and, you know, get on the, get about comics and everything. Yeah, right. On. And I will, I will say, and like, you know, JP and I are mostly primarily um, Marvel guys. And like the only time, we ever talk about DC is a when that first James Gunn announcement. We kind of had a brief chat on it on the show, uh, and then JP is hoping that Lobo and Booster Gold takes his kids to college. So we <laughs> I, I heard you we, talking we, about we, that. We laugh about that, but otherwise, you're like our first like actual like let's talk about some DC, which is very exciting because we should definitely talk about more about DC. Um, so why don't you start? We usually start with like a, an origin story for yourself. So tell us kind of like growing up, how did you get into comics? had what characters did you follow what got you into those characters kind of give us that tale yeah so um i kind of it's funny i i was i'm uh, i was the same way with nick, as nick you know he calls it the uh, cartoon to comics pipeline and you know i so i was growing up with batman the animated series justice league x-men the 90s spider-man show like all that stuff and eventually that led me to comics but it's funny i started reading comics later in life because i remember when i was real young like probably six years old I was in a library and I was looking at like a Batman encyclopedia or something. And it had a picture of the death of the family cover uh, holding, you know, uh, Batman holding Jason Todd. And I was so young. I didn't even realize that there was more than one Robin at the time. So I was like, Oh my God, like Robin, like what happened to Rob? Like I was so, I remember being so traumatized by that at six years old. So I was like, I didn't end up reading comics until I was like later, which was kind of funny. And then um, during high school, I ended up not, I ended up not taking a break, but obviously I was playing sports and I was you know I was busy with that. So when I got to college is really when I started really like reading comics consistently and collecting not collecting but you know collecting to read essentially. I have a boatload of omnis and whatnot. I prefer the I prefer the trades. I think that's the way to go. So you're not not really the comics, just the trades, just getting all into. 
Well, so I still theory. I still pick up floppies each week for the new books, but wow. for anything in the past, we had floppy discs. That's what we had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I I just started using that term because I, I usually just would say like obviously single single issues, but I, I got like put onto that that's term, funny. so it's kind of funny. I, I, I like that too. The floppies. That's that's great. Uh, so I got what, a buddy uh, who was who was in a trade real quick. He he knows more about the Flash. What I hope we get into. And he knows more about the Flash and Flashpoint because of the trades he has, because he was he was buying them and read them that way. Whereas I was more into Marvel, but I didn't really read them specifically. So I think that's he was like schooling me on it over the Super Bowl. So I was pretty appreciative of that. So yeah, the Flash the Flash has some crazy lore. He, he was yeah. probably you're probably learning some some interesting things. So, Brett, did you all automatically? I know you said you watched the X Men and Spider Man cartoons, but did you have a, just a natural gravitation towards DC then from the beginning? Or yeah, it's it's funny because I can't I can't really pinpoint what led me to gravitate towards DC over Marvel because I still enjoy Marvel very much. Like I love the MCU. I read a good not a good amount of Marvel, but a decent amount. You know, I really mess with Daredevil. Daredevil, I, I absolutely love him. He's my favorite Marvel character. Um, but beyond that, you know, I, I try to know what I can, especially with the MCU being so popular. But I think it was just I think it was Justice League that really did it. The the animated show. I don't Is know that what the one it on was. Cartoon Network. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like the same uh, continuity as the bad and the animated series and stuff and Superman. All those shows like because it was all connect. And I know Marvel was connected to the 90s stuff, but I don't know. I, don't, I can't really pinpoint what got me towards. And then obviously, uh, I would say probably the Nolan movies. Mm. Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. I was right in the wheelhouse for that. Nine, ten years old when The Dark Knight came out. So, I was say, nine, ten years old is pretty dark stuff, especially like with the Joker. Yeah, oh my gosh, was, yeah, I was definitely that was another one that when I watched the first time, I was pretty like I was like, whoa, this is intense. Yeah, yeah it, it was. I mean, you you that was Iron Man came out, so it's kind of like you had a trajectory of either mm -hmm. Marvel or DC, and you know, I when it, when The Dark Knight came out, which was I think two thousand eight. I had said to someone, "Why? What are they? Why is a Joker back in this? I thought he died." And they're like, "This is a new Joker." And I'm like, "Well, how do you do that?" Because I was all about continuity with the previous Batman movies and Superman movies, right? So I didn't think you, you know, why rewrite it? You already did it once. Bring a new character in. And then I finally got a chance to sit down and watch it, and I was I was blown away by that. Probably my one of my top pop movies of all time. But I mean, you could have gone either way because the MCU was just just beginning. And DCU, I guess, you know, the Dark Knight was the middle of that. And then they kind of, you know, they did have the resurrection, but that James, that uh, Scott Snyder verse wasn't anything, you, you know, that you many know, fans uh, loved. And, and Brett, you can probably speak to this. So I was just going to make two points. So first off, I was going to say, you know, we talk about, like, when we talk about the MCU, we especially love, like, like Infinity War and Endgame. And, like, to this day, those are, like comfort movies for me and like whenever it's like i kind of want to watch a movie but i can't think of anything i like i'll throw those on it. i'm happy to watch the same time. The, yeah i feel the, the same way about the mcu movies they're, the, they're, the, they're the, really that good yeah the christopher nolan batman movies though are in that same vein for me like i will happily re-watch those anytime anytime like i need to watch like i love love like those i would even say like the the specifically the dark knight but just the th trilogy in general like that is hands down the best comic I don't, book movie there's ever been and i don't know if they can ever be top yeah i don't I think don't, i can't watch uh the dark knight return with dark knight rises, rises? i can't rewatch it 
Oh, you don't like that really? one? Really? I, I mean, I like it, but it kind of, there was too much involved in that. I didn't like what happened. That you didn't like the Steelers broken. getting bombed, did you? Oh, no, no, no. I like the Steelers were in that movie. Yeah. There was no Seattle Seahawks in there because they were <laughs> god-awful back then. <laughs> just messing um, with you. You're probably a Patriots fan, right? Yeah, I got I got Brady in the background there. Let yeah, me just remove you right from the, from the yeah. podcast right now. But the other point I was going to make, <laughs> I feel like the success of the Dark Knight trilogy almost – set up the dcu for failure because it was like they were highly successful like dark knight was like the uh, it was like made over a billion dollars obviously and so i remember like after those movies came out like they came out and dc was like oh, we're gonna make a superman movie next and it's gonna be a darker grittier version because they wanted to match this momentum from the dark knight and i remember thinking like but superman's not dark and gritty like yeah. i feel like we're gonna get away like we're we're going to go too far into this like dark and gritty is what sells. So every character we make now from DC has got to be dark and gritty. And it's like, that's at least again, I have very little knowledge of DC. You know, I know Superman, I know Batman. I know very little about anything else, but like dark and gritty is not what I get really from Superman. I don't really pick up a dark and gritty vibe from Aquaman and flash or wonder woman ever, but maybe I'm wrong there. No. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. And the funny thing is the comics went this route too. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the new 52, the reboot that they did in yeah, 2011. Yeah. yeah. You guys probably at least heard of it. And they, the comics went the same route as trying to make everything darker. Like, like literally like Batman. And it's, it's, there's no Batman. It, he covers that, you know, he's, his world is plenty dark for all of them. And, you know, some you know, obviously when you get like dark side involved, it gets dark for everybody, but you're completely right. Like Superman's stories, you should, in my opinion, this is why I kind of have high hopes for Superman Legacy by, you know, written by James Gunn, because he 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 gets how you're supposed to feel when you're reading Superman. You're supposed to feel inspired. You're supposed to yeah. like, you're supposed to walk out of that theater like feeling like you're a better person than when you walked in, just having witnessed Superman be Superman, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't. You didn't get that vibe, even though like I know what Zack Snyder tried to do. But it just, it's not, it didn't work for Superman. You know, I, I wouldn't have gone that route personally. Yeah, I was, I was surprised that that movie, that the second movie that came out was Batman versus Superman. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. And, like, and that's, um, I could go on and on about that because here's the thing. If they wanted to do like a world's finest movie right away, because remember, we just had the Nolan trilogy. So we didn't necessarily need to do a Batman solo movie. So a Batman and Superman movie could have worked if they were friends in it. And it was about them becoming brothers, not trying to kill each other. Right. Like that's like to this day, people still like don't really understand that Batman and Superman are supposed to be best friends. Like they're they've been best friends since like the 40s. Right. Yeah. Yep. And and the real shame of it, too, is like I, I, I really like Henry Cavill as Superman. He was amazing. I just don't think that the character they wrote of Superman for him was the right one. No, and even on that note, like. Him. And I, even for that, like, I thought Ben Affleck was a great Batman. It's just the movies sucked. He absolutely could have played the part just fine with proper yeah. writing. They, the, all the cast could have could have been great with proper writing. Absolutely. Yeah. And Henry Cavill, especially. Like, I yeah. have there, there's this Superman story called Superman Up in the Sky, which is like, which if you ever get a chance, I highly recommend it, you guys. It's my personal favorite Superman story. And it's basically just he goes into space to save a little girl and he jumps through the most ridiculous comic booky hoops you can think of to save this little girl and that's the story and i like fantasize about seeing henry cavill get an adaptation of that movie because it just would be so perfect just to send him off with one perfect superman movie and then do your own thing but obviously it doesn't look like that's going to happen but you know that would well, that would be the dream i think that uh 
James Gunn may bring him back for an Elseworlds, which I do like that take. I hope so. I really the do. The Elseworlds out because I'm thinking, why are you doing these Batman movies on the outside? And I don't know. How, I mean, I'd love to get into the whole DCU thing. You know, Rohan, you got, you know, we have uh, things we can talk about before then. But I, you know, I have my thoughts on the Elseworlds, what they're building and, and you know, just the connection there. Because I, I like to continue the continuations. The, what is the continuity? Continuity continuity of the the marvel universe i just like that knowing i don't you know i've watched enough of them that i'm invested enough that i'm okay to go forward if i'm a brand new person into it do i want to go back and watch 30 movies no but being i'm already into it 30 movies i'm cool to keep it going so the dc that comes out now i'm here to, to start it so you know i don't I, i'd like it to be have some continuity i can't even say continuity <laughs> continuity to this because why not? I mean, I don't get the Elseworld stuff just is cool. But I mean, uh, you know, kind of will make I was confused why they had a Joker again in 2008 after 1989 Joker, you know, yeah. so the continuity. Again, what I find right. what I find kind of odd about it is that, like, I think that there, I feel like there's there's Elseworlds only because they've had success with these other movies. Like, for instance, like. If the Joker movie sucked, they wouldn't continue on with that. And That's if true. the Robert Pattinson Batman movie sucked, they wouldn't continue on with that. They would just just start with just the James Gunn and go from there. But it's like they want to do a whole DCU thing, but then like they have success here too. So it's like they want to. So my wonder is like for for us like hardcore Batman fans, for instance, like we're gonna be down to go see the Brave and the Bold Batman, the Robert Pattinson Batman, and we're we, you know we obviously then love the Joker, so we're gonna go see the Joker movie. But for like a casual fan, which they have to attract for mm -hmm. any success of, you know, any real kind, are they going to be open to see, like we talk about it's Elseworlds, but really it's just like two other successful Batman franchises essentially. And so it's like, yeah. are people going to be, want to be on board with three separate Batman universes going on at the same time? So honestly, I, I think it's going to be tough to convince people, but like you said, the, the good news is Joker and the first Batman were pretty well received. A lot of people like them, which is why they're continuing. So I feel like it's kind of to offset what you mentioned, JP, about how if you if you're new, you don't want to necessarily go back and watch 30 movies of continuity. So it's like it's kind of just going to be there for people who want a separate story. Because I've seen I've seen a lot of people just say like I'm not interested in obvious and to, to each their own. After what's happened with DC, I can't blame anybody for like not wanting to check out the new universe because I mean it has been a good track record. But if people did like the Batman, they could just want to stick with that. So it's kind of just to appeal to as many people as possible. But it could have the downside of confusing people as well. Yeah. Well, that's with with what's coming out this year, and maybe we'll get into the DCU and then get into some other stuff. Maybe. Yeah, we um, might as well just get into it now since we're already talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well. So you got. Okay, Blue Beetle comes out. Shazam comes out next. Again, I've I heard you talk about it. Shazam's kind of in its own world. It didn't really I get say, brought does Shazam in. Shazam even matter? Like, I yeah, yeah. So, like I said on Geekable, Shazam originally before Christ on Infinite Earth was not even like on Prime Earth. He was on a different Earth with just the Shazam family and Black Adam and like his villains. So, if they really want, and obviously they had like the Superman cameo in the first one with no actor, so they could. There's a lot of things yeah. they could do. Like they left it open. I I know you mentioned that in one of the episodes, JP. They left it pretty open for sh yeah, to do what can. they want with Shazam. So but at the same time, they can literally just say, all right, that was Earth-5 the whole time. Right. You know, so, and he, was just, he was doing his own thing. 
So that that can be on its own, I guess. Elseworlds or and eventually maybe brought in if they need to. The Blue Beetle thing, you know, that one was pre James Gunn, and you were talking about, you know, we got Booster Gold coming out, and that Booster Gold and Ted Cord were buddies. Mm-hmm. Is Ted Cord Blue Beetle? Ted Cord um, was the second Blue Beetle. Correct. Okay. Ted Cord was, uh, yeah, yeah. There was a first one in the Golden Age, and then yeah. Ted Cord, and then the one who the movie's going to be about, Jaime Reyes. Jaime Reyes. Okay. If you look at the, um, what is it? Uh, the the movie cre- credits for the for coming out here, IMBD. There is a Victoria Cord in the movie played by Susan Sarandon. Okay, so that must be Ted's wife. Yeah, I don't I don't recognize the name. It could be a sister, but definitely or wife, definitely related. So I would say. Some tie in there with Ted Cord. Yes. And you had said something about maybe bringing him into the Booster Gold, but. When I look at, I have uh, Infinite Crisis, which is that blue, the first Blue Beetle appearance of for Reyes, mm-hmm. and I see Booster Gold on it. So why can't they have Reyes and Booster be buddies and have some connection to Ted Cord, but never show him again? I guess. I, I mean, they could do that because you know they they change things a lot and and alter it pretty well. So they can make that Blue Be- Beetle movie in that universe, the new university creating. Mm-hmm. The one that I throws suggest, me, I would say they do. Yeah, yeah, and and I think they will. And I'm, I, I mean, I don't care which Blue Beetle they do, but I'm kind of like, well, they kind of have it both ways with the way the credits are set up or the actors. So I'm kind of curious how that rolls. But that that probably will be an easy slide in, like Shazam. The one that I think will will set it all up is going to be the Flash movie, which I'm going to get back to. The one that makes no sense to me is Aquaman two. Why the hell do we need Aquaman two? Because the Flash movie will set all the whole uh, multiverse stuff right there, which is going to be awesome. And get the, get Aquaman 2 off of there and bring in Lobo. That's what I want to see happen. I Make him Lobo. I absolutely agree. And I do think, because I, I know uh, for some reason, somehow, and it was Aquaman was an okay movie. I don't know how it made a billion dollars. I didn't get it either. But, you know... It was it was good for what it was. I thought it was a regular run of the mill seven hundred million comic book movie. I don't know what propped it up, but um, because that that's why we're getting Aquaman too. Obviously, is because they're they're still trying to capitalize. That's why they forced out the second Wonder Woman movie because the first one did so well, and we saw how that turned out. Yep, it was an absolute disaster. So I imagine like, Aquaman two is going to be kind of a disaster. Isn't too. it already like test screening awfully? Like, isn't like Jason Momoa like trying to bail out as fast as possible? Kind of. Yeah, and, and he wants to move on to Lobo too because like let's be honest like lobo for for an actor lobo is a bit more fun to take on than aquaman because especially the way they wrote him dry as hell he actually has a personality in the comics believe it or not yeah and that's the thing because you know they he came out of that meeting with james gunn all excited and i was like they're gonna announce lobo and then the slate that he announced had no lobo on there not that he that can't come back into it i'm thinking they scrapped the batgirl movie they brought cavill into black adam and then Candom. Why the hell? I mean, they already put money into Aquaman, but they had done the same with Batgirl. I don't know. Get making an Elseworlds movie, but James Gunn said he didn't want to have the same actors. So if Momo was in Aquaman two and he's going to be canon, then that's going to screw up the whole Lobo thing, in my opinion, because I think he's a great fit. But yeah, I'd, I'd honestly be shocked if Aquaman two is going to be canon. To be totally honest, I think like. So I think some shenanigans will happen. They could even just say that in timeline, like it, it, the last scene of Aquaman two could be flashpoint happening. You know what I mean? And they could just be like, this happened after this all happened before flashpoints. And now, you know, you know, that, that could be how, that's how I would do it just to 
because like I said, like like you said, and we both mentioned, Lobo is the right choice for Jason Momoa. He he's perfect for the part. And I think the reason that they haven't said anything is, and that's also regarding like the future of Wonder Woman, the future of Flash, and the new DCU. It's because they don't want to completely tank the chances of these movies. Like they don't want to necessarily be like, yeah, you know, we're throwing out Jason Momoa as Aquaman anyway. Don't watch Aquaman, so, yeah. So yeah, go watch his movie as Aquaman. So they're gonna but wait. I mean- with real quick, Aqu- with real, Flash, real, real, though, I mean, that movie looks awesome the way they set it up. There was no reason to even make Aquaman 2, but it already was in motion. But that Flash movie is like, I'm going to see it because I know it's going to set up this new, I call it the DCGU, the, the, the DC gun universe. Okay, yeah, I like that. Real so. quick, is, isn't is it set up where Flash comes out and then Aquaman 2 comes out after? In December, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that seems even like, the, I feel like they should, if they're not going to can it, they should just like flip-flop them. That way they can be like, it's out, out and out of the way and now let's go. Yeah, I agree. But they want the the summer blockbuster slot for Flash, which I kind of understand. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to that movie you know, because how it sets it up as much as Affleck and Keaton being into it, I don't know if Bale will be in that or not. And won't, to me, it'd that be, be cool crazy. if he is. You know, but I don't you know, it's not going to be the end. And and for me, I just think it's going to be a great movie to reset everything. And I think it's a great concept. Um, obviously, MCU is doing it, but DC did it first. Well, so the the interesting thing about Flashpoint is it's not it's not completely multiverse. It's time travel. So what Barry does is they don't they they don't go to a different universe. He he messes up the main universe essentially. So if you so notice the in the trailers, the what's up? Well, the, the and the time travel in the MCU was different than yeah. what we're used to and and Back to the Future. So they're doing the Back to the Future time travel where you can't you mess up a timeline. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is Barry's gonna go back and save his mom from being murdered, and the butterfly effect is gonna. That's why they'll be because if you notice in the trailers, you you don't see Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton interact because they won't. They're in different timelines. Right, he'll be talking to Ben Affleck first before he goes back. Yes, yeah. So all the Ben Affleck scenes will be before the Flashpoint. Okay. Okay, so he saves his mom, and then that creates the Michael Keaton Batman as a butterfly effect? Correct. Which is okay. going to be interesting. I don't know, because in the comics, it, it does something totally different. Bruce Wayne is, yeah, it, it, it doesn't bring in a different t- version of Bruce Wayne. Is all it brings in his dad, right? Yeah, Thomas Wayne. Got it. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a pretty cool storyline. I mean, it's I say the one thing that that DC had and, and is great writing, at least on those type of storylines that I've heard. The, the Frank Miller, um, Batman, Dark Knight, the uh, Flashpoint. I mean, there was some well written stuff. Green Lantern. Um, mm-hmm. Not saying Jeff that Johns on Green Lantern. Yep. But I mean, I think some of that writing was was tremendous. Not that I like reading. I I wish I could had more time to read this stuff, but. From what I understand about it, I think there's a lot of great deep stuff. And that's probably why they got DC went dark is because those storylines were dark. Yeah. You know see, I mean? they, so, there has been some success with going dark in the past, but it's all because, you know, they're trying to fight for that, that to not be the case. So when the universe is just dark and Superman's dark and everybody's dark, it, the dark, you know, it doesn't hit when bad things happen because it's already bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like I mean, the it, reason that dark side coming is so coming down from apocalypse is so like horrible and a big, a big event is because usually 
things are going pretty okay. You know, so everybody protects their own city. And then boom, the literal God of death comes and decides he wants earth for himself. It's like, okay. Well, that's the thing. Like, so we have the slate of what James Gunn's what he announced for the next, how many years is it going to be for eight to 10? Um, so he only, he only announced. So what he said was he announced half of the first chapter. So there's still a bunch of projects that are, Oh, I didn't realize it was half. Yeah. Yeah. It was only half. So that's, that's pretty intriguing to me. That's why I'm thinking like, um, the, like a potential Lobo pro all that stuff could be just behind the curtain that he hasn't pulled back yet. Okay. So out of all the slate, so we got, you know, I know you went over this with on Geekable with Nick, you know, out of the whole group. You know, we can get into each one or if you want to just tell me the few that you like. Real I mean, quick, I have a before, few I like. Before we before we get into the slate, um Brett, how do you see like flashpoint ending to set up what's to come? Like what what is your kind of thoughts on that? So I would say and if they want to do it how it did in the comics, Barry stops himself from going back and doing the flashpoint, which ends up creating a, a whole nother different universe than the one that was before, which is how they got the new 52. And they brought in like Wildstorm characters and the, the Vertigo characters like Constantine and stuff. Uh -huh. um, so I imagine that it'll you'll have the DCEU, like as we know it, it's the post-Snyderverse stuff. Then the, move, the Flashpoint will happen. The first one, he'll go back to save his mom, which will create the Michael Keaton universe. And then at the end of the movie, he'll stop himself from doing that, which will end us up with the new DCU. And then are you predicting that they're going to replace Ezra Miller? I mean, they best. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but will they do that? In the, like, I've heard things say people say, like, there'll be a post credit scene where, like, they'll get Grant Gus, I guess, who's the guy from the show mm -hmm. to come on board and Ezra Miller will get the boot. Like yeah, so I mean, scene. I I heard that. I mean, we got, we got Grant Gustin has been playing Flash for like nine seasons of TV, so I have heard that he might want to move on, which would be his prerogative, you know, to do a different character as yeah. creatively. Like that makes sense. So if that rumor is true, then they might have to just go a completely new actor. But that might be false, and he might want to end up getting promoted to the movies if he wants to look at it like that. Yeah. So do you yeah, think probably. that the change will happen in the movie or that it'll just whenever they come out again? I don't know if they'll reveal the new Flash in the movie. They might, though. That would be pretty cool if they do. Yeah. But I don't think they've done – like he, James Gunn claims they haven't done much casting yet. So That's what we'll I, see. I thought maybe he would die in it and they would have a whole new multiverse. But now that you're explaining it to me that it's just a timeline, then maybe they'll just – kind of like they did with the Hulk and they went from um, – what was his name? Uh, Eric, like, I don't know, Edward Ed Norton, Norton yeah. to Mark Ruffalo. They just Mark Ruffalo right made a guy even before that who played. Yeah, well, that was like that movie's essentially like not in canon, right? right? Like, but that was Eric a good movie. Banna. I like that. No, Eric, Eric Banna, no, that, I love Eric Bana, but that movie was not good. Uh, I like when he fought the dogs. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? But so they, they can just all of a sudden take him out like they did with Norton and then make a funny joke down the road, which I thought was great. And She Hulk, how they brought that back. So, yeah, I think you can cut that there and just go straight on from it um but i'm thinking i thought that was more multiverse so that being a timeline thing that still sets it up to be a whole different universe with um why are they going to keep the the superman uh what's her name Kara? i hope so if she does a good job i'm because obviously supergirl has a movie announced on the slate so if she does but a good job the same she... supergirl isn't she supposed to be blonde and 
Yeah, that's what I was asking. Supergirl, does that have that aesthetic? I always think yeah, it's she's, like the she's supposed to be blonde haired, blue eyed, but they, you know, they can change it. Yeah, that's. Or they I can even throw a wig on her if they really want yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that I guess is, I was just curious if the actual character is like it seems like they were going for like a kind of a moodier Supergirl. Does that match the comics? Like I've never read Supergirl. Um, yeah, so she's she's definitely she's definitely a little bit darker than Superman. She's had she had her backstory was a little bit more messed up because she remembers everything about what happened to Krypton, whereas Kal El was just an infant. So she remembers all that stuff and she's severely traumatized by it. And in Flashpoint, the 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 adaptation that they're going with for her. So in that comic, Superman was actually he instead of landing in Smallville, he landed in the middle of Metropolis and like detonated this like it was an absolute disaster. Like tons of people died. The metropolis was destroyed and he ended up being um taken into custody of the government and like being kept in a red sun room and like he never got his powers so they're giving superman's role to supergirl in the movie oh okay and then so then how how will they bring in superman into this world i guess uh we'll find out when superman yeah, legacy okay. comes out uh yeah and then if you don't mind brett like do you mind going through each one of these movies that we have on the to kind of talk about because there's so much of them that i just know little very little to none about yeah i'll go i'll go through them for sure yeah so then the first one we got then so we go right into creature commandos animated hbo show yeah so these are the ones i know the least about um there it's gonna be pretty cool though you know james gunn kind of thrives with these obs- more obscure characters so they'll and they'll probably be connected i know if you, you guys watched his suicide squad movie right Oh, so I you know, not, but JP's told me about it. Yeah, so you know Rick Flagg Jr. So his dad, Rick Flagg Sr., is going to be um, like basically being essentially the Rick Flagg of the command of the Creature Commandos, like their leader. Um, and so that'll be interesting. Like I said, that's the one I know the least about. So I'm I'm going to just go into go into that one and see what happens. Okay, and, and, and so that's the thing. Me, from there, that, that's the thing though that James Gunn did so well with Guardians and Peacemaker and Suicide Squad was bringing. B and C level characters to the forefront and making it so interesting that when I saw the announcement and they got the Trinity, I was like, damn it. I really wanted them to start outside like, like Marvel did and bring in lesser known or lesser movie. If that's even a word, but filmed characters like green lantern had a bad movie, right? Even though I love uh, um, Ryan Reynolds, but, it was a bad movie. So make a new one. They made how many Batmans and Supermans have you made? Make another Green Lantern and start with that one. That's I a agree. whole universe there you could do. Why do we need Superman? And and again, when we get into it, like the authority sounds cool. We'll get into all those, but I'm like, man, that kind of like when I saw the list, I was like, I was not as excited as I had hoped. So um but Keech, Creature Commanders definitely sounds like it could be up James Gunn's wheelhouse there. So that could be pretty cool. Waller. I mean, he's done such a great job with her, and she's done a great job in that role. That uh, that's an HBO show. It'd be great bringing John Cena, <laughs> vigilante. You know, yeah, Waller's be, be Waller's gonna up. be cool because she she has like ties to all sorts of areas of the DC universe. So they can they can set up so much in that show, like all the organizations that they need to run, and like they so there'll there'll be a lot of setup in that show for the. So that'll be universe. like um, kind of like Shield for Marvel then, perhaps. Yeah, or is essentially, it more like yeah. Thaddeus Ross? Is he she more like Thaddeus or um, Thunderbolt Ross? Yeah, I would say she does. Yeah, she's similar to Ross in a sense. Definitely. Got it. But she also, and I think Ross might be the same way, but like Waller truly does like believe she's doing the right thing. Like she's, she thinks, she believes that 
like she's doing what's best for the country and whatnot. And her, her backstory is really interesting. So I hope they go into it a little bit in the show. She has like a pretty tragic backstory. Oh yeah. That'd be interesting to see for sure. What's her backstory real quick. So it's, uh, it's in the, it was revealed in the John Ostrander suicide squad run from way back in the day. But she basically was like just a regular, a regular mother had a couple kids and, you know, living a pretty nice life. It was living in the city. And then uh, her kids ended up getting killed. Um, and then she want she ended up using that to like rise through the ranks of like, she wanted she got into politics, like uh, ter- cleaned up her town, cl- cleaned up her neighborhood, then cleaned up her city. And then she ended up go- getting into the government and like ended up getting control of task force X. Mm. And okay. so I hope they like show her bef- and like, you can see, cause she's like, she's known for her ruthlessness. And she was like, she was like the su- the kindest, sweetest like woman with her family. And then like all that happened. And now she's, she's like one of the most ruthless characters in comics. Yeah. It makes so, sense that she, yeah. How she got that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I figured something happened, but yeah. yeah. So I, I hope they go in cause it's and it, because it happened so long ago and she just kind of moved on. It's, it doesn't really like it gets, it's not really mentioned at all anymore. Yeah, so I didn't even know it for years until I went back and read that run. Yeah, that's I didn't realize that. Um, so next one is going to be Superman Legacy 23, 2023? Or, no, 2023, seven. July 25th, 2023 is what they said. 2023, I think uh, 2025. 2025. Oh, sorry, I got that backwards. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. I was like, damn, I can't wait now. Yeah, I yeah, know, it was 2023. Yeah, bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's, that's down the road in two years. So that, that'll be before anything else comes out, correct? Except for any of the shows. Creature yeah, Commandos, I think Waller I think Waller and Creature Commandos are going to be 2024, but that'll be the first movie. Yeah. Okay. And then have you that's based Superman Legacy is based on a specific run called Superman Legacy, correct? Um so the imagery they've been using is from All-Star Superman, but um if I think there is there a story called Superman Legacy, there oh, probably okay. is. I just know they no, use that they use that, that, that image that they use is a comic book cover. Yeah, yeah, it's from yeah. All-Star Superman, but okay. I think I think that's just going to be his for his characterization because that story is um it's an elseworld like about his last days so that won't be mm. what the the plot won't be all-star superman but his characterization his oh What's yeah up? he went into the sun he went into yeah the sun. yeah he was like he was like had sun poisoning and like he he like it was it was it's a really good story he like does as much as he can before he goes into the sun and he has to like yeah it's really good i recommend all-star superman if you guys haven't read it okay yeah yeah but um yeah so i i'm not sure what exact comic it'll be based on but i do know his characterization will be based on all-star which is really good uh there'll be there'll probably be a nice dichotomy between clark kent and superman because obviously there's that meme that's like how does he how how does nobody know who he is but it's because he acts completely differently like he mm-hmm. he's timid and he slouches when he's clark kent and he, his mannerisms are totally different and Just all-star like superman movies. yeah all-star superman completely puts that home so i hope that James Gunn like really sets it home like now that it makes sense because they act completely different. And so that that Superman, so that comes out 2025, right? So we're gonna have, but he wants a younger Superman. So you can't have Cavill, which I don't even know why. Yeah, I mean he's gonna have to really he's gonna have to really nail oh and oh I have a theory about why they brought him back. I think because the old management knew James Gunn was coming in. It just it all seemed shady. Like why would why would the old management go like green light that if they knew that James Gunn wasn't sure 
what he wanted to do with Superman. They it, that that was real shady to me because it's like they 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 knew what would happen when he said I'm trying to go and I mean he if he never greenlighted and said Henry come back you're going to be my Superman. And then you're like all right build our universe man but by the way if you get rid of the Superman we have everybody's going to freaking freak out before you even start. All right. So it's like yeah, he either he either had to be back, be stay in the corner. They backed him into, which I would have been fine with. You know, everybody would have been okay if he used Cavill. But I, it does make sense if he has this big plan. That yeah, you know, I, want. I feel kind of bad. Like I feel like James Gunn got like a bit of a, like a bad rap for canning Cavill. And I'm he like, got shafted. And I'm like, it. I'm totally okay with it. Like don't be wrong, I like Cavill as Superman, but like if he's got a plan, you got to let him run with it. Like the exactly. whole point of why DC messed up is because they didn't have a plan. They just were like, oh, we got to do this, 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 and then like it was all. A mess. Like, if he's got a plan, I want him to stick with it. And if that means it's a new cast, I'm all in. Yeah, I agree. You guys all play sports, right? Everyone's. If you're a soccer player, you're going towards the goal. If you're a football player, you're you know you're scoring trying to score a touchdown. It, it you know it seems like the DCU, the movie version, was all over the place, and they didn't have like a clear stopping point to stop. You know, don't make any more movies. We're bringing somebody new in. It's going to con- confuse everything. So they kept making these movies. Batgirl, Black Adam. Only reason I saw Black Adam was because I heard Cavill was going to be in it, and I wanted to see how they were going to put those two together. Stop making them. Just make your other Joker movies and Batman and quit with the universe stuff and, and then write the ship. But they kept, like, they, they weren't talking to each other. The team was just all over the place. I, absolutely. It was. It reminded me of, out. like, a really, like, you can tell when, like, a basketball team is, like, so, like, not coordinated and they're all playing ISO out there and they're like not sharing the ball. Like they weren't playing as a team and you can, it can go to all sports, but I thought of like, that's what I think of. Cause I, you know, I remember like, I think of so many teams where they just play ISO. They don't pass the ball around. And that's what the DCEU was doing, you know, like, yeah. And that's, and they kind of screwed the whole thing up. So they, so Cavill gets the shaft. Now you played Superman. If I'm sure Marvel wants him, who's he going to play? That's even directly, not that we want to get into that, but you were Superman. If you watch Friends, which I'm sure you probably didn't watch Friends, but Joey Tribbiani, one of the Friends cast, was Dr. Drake Ramore. And when he got canned, he didn't want to do anything else because he was Dr. Drake Ramore, this doctor. Well, I'm sure Cavill is a better, better human than that. So the way he, you know, left DC was the way he wrote that his Instagram feed or, or tweet, Twitter was awesome. So I think he's a better person, but what would he do? Like they kind of shafted him now. I don't know if he can match that in the MCU, but that's for another day. So here you are with a brand new younger Superman with a story of, you know, based on that end of day Superman. It's just kind of like, we'll see where that goes, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be, it's definitely going to be interesting depending on what they want to go with the plot because some of the, like, I think if I really had to make a guess, I would say they're going to base it on Superman Birthright, which is by Mark Wade. Which is more about his. That's more about his origin. It's how he he learns about and because what James Gunn did say is it's going to relate to how he grapples between his Kryptonian legacy and like his legacy on Earth, being raised as a human. Um, and so I think, and that's what Birthright gets into. So I think that's what the plot's going to be about. And like they're using, and it's confusing because obviously they're using and a comic to promote it. But like I said, I think that's just going to be for Superman's characterization. Got it. Okay. You know, because that, any, that um, plot can't be what the movie's about. Because like, do you I have said. any preferences on uh, a cast choice for Superman? Um, so I don't really, 
I don't really know. Like I've seen like a couple couple guys that look pretty good, but I don't I don't really like that's not really my forte. I don't know. I, I wish I knew more actors. I just don't. So I'm I'm gonna trust that they know what they're doing and they they really have to nail it. So and obviously yeah. no matter who they choose, everybody's gonna hate him at first because that's how it goes. But I think I think if they nail it and then they nail the script, that's that's why I'm I'm sure James Gunn knows like this Superman script is the most important thing he's ever done in his life. Yeah. And that's why I don't understand why they went straight for the Trinity to ease into it, you know, to, to try to hit the home run. Cause that's what failed Snyder. Yeah. But Snyder, Snyder kind of, he his whole thing was, he was trying to push back on the fact that Superman like doesn't change and doesn't have a character arc. So he was supposed to take Superman on this big, long character arc, but obviously if you can't get, if you, tell your first two parts so divisively you're never going to get to finish and that's what happened so i think they're they're got, they're at least starting with superman and the I, and the trinity just to because nailing superman is going to be the foundation you know because yeah. we started with superman and we didn't nail it and that's what that's basically what spire even though man of steel like a lot some people like it for what it is there was definitely some issues in terms of superman's character yeah. So they're they're just he's going to try to nail Superman and hopefully that will set the tone for everything. And then we do have some smaller level characters like obviously Booster Gold's got a show. He's pretty he's pretty low key. Yeah, and yeah, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that takes off too. He's he should be pretty endearing to the general audience. You know, and just on that Chris kind of Pratt. note. <laughs> on that note, JP, I bet you know, if you could rewind time and and Marvel, let's just say they theoretically never sold Spider-Man to Sony and they never sold X-Men and Fantastic Four to Fox. And then they were going to sell to Disney and Disney was going to start this MCU. I doubt they would have chosen to start with Iron Man. And Correct. they probably would have started with the tentpole characters. Um, whereas like DC has the option now to start with tentpole characters. They haven't sold them off. So I think that's probably just like makes the most sense for them. I think it obviously worked out for the MCU. Um, but which I, is I, so I, impressive. That's yeah. I, I mean, I need to make this point. I made this point on Geekable, but I need to make it again here because it's so impressive what how Marvel made the MCU with I say with one hand tied behind their back. I mean, their top three character IPs in the comics they couldn't use. Yeah, right. Like in, oh, insanity. I, mean, I have a uh, annual report, stockholder report from 2005, and they had listed that the movies that they were going to make, and uh, you know, because they had sold off Spider Man and you know and uh x-men and iron man was on there there's a black panther was on there too and had i known back then i would have should have bought all those comics knowing that but yeah, no, um, imagined but they i mean they had it all there in black and white and they hit a home run with it and i i just thought james gunn could do the same thing that they did because guardians was such an out there show so was peacemaker suicide squad i mean I'm like man you got three right there in a row you you hit home runs with i mean you could definitely with booster gold holy crap Lobo, I mean, you could uh, that those movies. I mean, they could do, they could do big money and just bring in those. You know, Jason Momoa's Lobo. I mean, women want to go see him. Guys who like Lobo are going to go see the movie, right? Because comic book fans. They bring in Chris Pratt as Booster Gold, bringing the ladies in, bring the comic book fans in for the for the take on the character. I think he got gold there, Booster Gold, literally. <laughs> so, I mean. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm not liking the Trinity being back because I wanted them to establish it. But the next movie that's coming up or the show Lanterns, I think that's where they can really establish. I, um, of all the slate, I think Lanterns 
is the one I'm most excited about. Like one, like one of my biggest complaints about uh, the Disney Plus shows is that they don't take big stories or big characters. They just use like BS characters with some BS villains, and they don't like they don't buy in. They're just like put these shows together just to have shows and have content, but it's like they don't they don't matter. They don't they're irrelevant. Like you you can watch the movies and not watch any of the shows, and you would be fine, right? I like that DC saying like no. We got HBO here, which HBO is a big player. Like the shows and the movies go hand in hand. And I, at least that's what I get the feeling of. And I think that's great. And so like when he talks about Lanterns and how it's a true detective show. And then I heard you talk about on Geekable that like the idea is that like they're going to uncover the mystery that's going to then propel and be like the first major level event of what's going to be happening. Like that is so compelling for me to hear. Like that's why I'm so interested and so excited. This is what. Uh, excites me the most of the whole slate yeah i think i think that's the it's got to be especially because the lanterns are like 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 you've said like you mentioned jp just give them another shot and i i i don't mind that they're doing a show because i assume if i if there's if it's all successful the lanterns will surely eventually be in a movie you know they'll if it's not their own it'll show up in the big event movie whatever that may be but um but so you have this lantern show supposed to be based in on earth so that's kind of like Lanterns is a great way to bring that Guardian Galaxy feel, mm-hmm. but you're sticking on Earth. So I'm yeah, like, uh, that's going to be yeah. interesting. I'm I'm interested so. to see what the plan is with that because I think I think it's going to have something to do with like something something happened in their sector, sector twenty eight fourteen. I think that's what that's what could be the case. But because it's a it is a I'll, I'll admit it is a weird choice to have it be based on Earth. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that one. I'm I'm curious to see the casting on that. Um, the next one is which I know nothing about, and that maybe you can help refresh myself and Rohan on this is the Authority and the Wildstorm, Grifter. Was that Wildcats? Maybe or yeah, yeah. Grifters, more? the Wildcats, but they it's all hand in hand. Okay. And uh, yeah, so the Authority is going to be really cool because they're essentially just like a more dark version like they're the they're the get the get the job done by any means type superheroes you know and so they get sent on these on these dirty jobs like taking out like high-end terrorists like crazy stuff and so i think if what i would do if i were james gunn given this slate i think that the authority is going to be the first so you know quote unquote superhero team in the universe and superman is gonna form the justice league to show everyone there's a better way if that makes sense as yeah. opposed to there's an alien and there's a world ending threat because not that that's a bad way to do it it's a good way to do it but it's it would be the same as the avengers if they just came together to fight an alien so i think that it's going to be an Id- ideological battle that forms the justice league and that's the, that's probably what a lot of what screwed up the snyderverse was just did the same take as avengers with dark side and all that stuff and the yeah, mother trying mother to be world. different it was so samey but yeah, yeah I think that's also part of the problem with, with DC's original stuff is that they realized how much like of a grand slam the MCU is becoming and the building up to the Avengers. They're like, crap, they've taken 10 years to do this and we haven't even put out one thing. Like, we got to get going and catch up. And so I think they just like, like, let's just follow this formula and let's get this stuff out there. And like, they should have taken their time and built their own roadmap. Yep. Yeah, I yeah, agree so. because at this point you're you're never going to catch Marvel. Yeah. So you just have to build you have to carve out your own space. Yeah. And, and I think that's a cool cool way to do with the authority in that like you're saying two different types of teams. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
I don't know. So Wildstorm was bought in 2011 with Valiant, Valiant or with think, uh, Vertigo? Yeah, Vertigo. Yeah, Valiant's okay. something else. That's true. And then, but Image had Wildcats. So when you talk about Wildcats, we're talking about like the, the Jim Lee drawn Wildcats from. Yeah, so Vertigo. Wildstorm was an imprint off Image uh, started by Jim Lee. And it was like there was a bunch of characters, like obviously the Authority, Wildcats, um, Stormwatch. Those are the three teams. And um, it was it was pretty popular. And DC eventually ended up buying them. And they I, I, I can't remember if they purchased them in 20. I think they, they might have purchased them like in 1999 and then still made comics under the Wildstorm imprint. And then in 2011, those characters got folded into the main DC universe. So Jim Lee started those three different teams and image but image was artist owned correct yeah so that's why jim lee could bring them over to dc yeah he sold them all to dc okay because i have some i have wildstorm i've stormwatch and wildcats i had no idea they were connected i just knew that grifter guy because he always had a cool look with yeah that, grifter's awesome yeah with that bandana and that trench coat and stuff i thought that was, he was a cool looking dude so all right so maybe we'll see wildcats in uh Somehow. I hope and, so. I absolutely hope so. And James Gunn has mentioned Wildstorm, obviously with the obviously with the authority being on the slate, but he's mentioned Wildstorm other times because he he's mentioned that he feels with all the Wildstorm and Vertigo characters, he feels like they have the deepest slate, which I disagree. I think Marvel's deeper than that. But, you know, DC is pretty deep when you consider all the Wildstorm characters mm -hmm. and stuff. I didn't realize they they bought that. So but Wildstorm was its own comic, not a not a not a comic, not a publishing company. Yeah, it was an it was an imprint. An imprint. Which, what does that mean? I think I think it means like an offshoot. I, I, that's what it was described to me as. <laughs> okay, because I remember the days when I started collecting was when Image started. All the guys left, and it was Image, and they had all this, you know, the '90s crap that came out. And Wildcats is one of it. Stormwatch was just another take on it. And I have I I found Wildstorm one everywhere I look in a flea market. So. <laughs> I didn't yeah, I, I heard that apparently they printed like millions and millions of copies when oh, they were yeah, coming out. So their val <laughs> their Bro, value yeah. is like nothing. Their dollar bins everywhere. Our yep. our our episode that's going to drop this upcoming week, which is now going to be when this airs further down the line. One of it, it's our top ten things we wish we knew, and one of JP's is like, if you find image, don't buy it. It's all <laughs> crap. It's all crap because they all look like number ones, and maybe maybe Wildstorm and Wildcats will be worth something someday now that. I have 25 first issues of Wildcats because I bought a whole hundred copies to get a special gold edition. So I, I don't know. I don't know anything about Wildcats. All I know is I loved that number one with them all on the cover. And I used to try and draw that as a kid all the time. I loved that, but I don't know anything about the story. Neither do I. Just everything was bought for the artists back then. McFarlane, Jim Lee and Rob mm -hmm. Liefeld, Liefeld and, um, Wildcats look no different than the X-Men run he had at just different colors and, and characters. Yeah. So it'll be cool if you see them on the screen because there is no any image characters on the screen on the on the on the TV well, or they, movies. They they did that spawn movie way back. Right, but I mean anything yeah. anything recent, right? Nothing's been recent. Um but not besides Invincible. Oh yeah, okay, that's right. That's it. Okay, so then we'll move on. We got the authority, so we can there might be the uh the reason why the Justice League starts up. Next is Paradise Lost, which is Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. We're not Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Pre-Wonder Woman, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about this. I think if, if they do what I think they're going to do, which is really, could be really interesting. Which is what? Which is the backstory of the Amazons um, 
in the comic in the post-crisis continuity which is i hope that they and it, it see the the fact is the reason I'm, I'm i reference the comic so much is because james gunn specifically you know put all these projects with the source material that's adapting them so that and he even said that supergirl is going to be essentially a one-to-one adaptation of the book Oh, nice. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping that comic comic accuracy is the name of the game because especially with like because obviously Marvel has done a lot of changing and it's worked for them, but I feel like DC should just stick to what's already successful because I mean these books are already well received they've already stories have been told people like them, so telling yeah, them now to a larger that. audience might be I feel like that's the way to do it. Yeah, I would agree. If that makes I sense. Mean, yeah, be, I mean Marvel changed a lot and it worked until Phase Four, so. Yeah. You know, whenever Snyder tried to change Superman to be dark, it didn't work. But if you stick to the stories at work that people love, like you said, you'll bring in because it's when something that's well written will be well received. Exactly. You know, I mean, The Godfather is a great movie. You might not like that type of movie, but you can appreciate it. So well written stuff, well, well filmed stuff is, is, you know, can go a long way. So they they talk about Paradise Lice being like kind of like a Game of Thrones esque kind of feel so is that like is that backstory you're talking about is it like a lot of like backstabbing and political intrigue that kind of thing yeah so basically um basically the way that the 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 amazons basically got enslaved by um so hippolyta is wonder woman's mother and she basically had she was like had a romance with uh it's it's really hercules they call him heracles they use his like a traditional name and um he ends up like betraying her and like enslaving all the Amazons and like they go through some pretty dark stuff and they end up eventually all dying in their like final battle against their enslavers and the goddesses basically take uh, pity on them and like give them sympathy and resurrect all of them and put them on Paradise Island. And the reason that Hippolyta um, is gifted with Diana in clay form is because when she died, she was pregnant. She was the only one of them that was pregnant when she died and was resurrected. So the goddesses gifted her Diana as their patron. And that's why she has powers and stuff because they blessed mm-hmm. her. And so I hope, and I hope if they go into that, it could be, it could be pretty interesting. Yeah. That does sound pretty cool. What, what storyline was that written out of? Was that called paradise uh, lost or was uh, so paradise? It's funny. Cause paradise lost is, it is a story, but it's not, it's, it, it's a wonder woman story. She she's in it. So I, I think they're just taking the name. And that, because that's that all happened in George Perez's uh, Wonder Woman run back in okay. nineteen, uh, I think it was eighty six when he started. Okay, all right. I see those all over the place, so I I can pick those up to to read or find a trade paperback, like you said. It's probably the best way, most effective way to get them. Yeah, that's that's ready. how I read them. I just got the all six. I got the six volumes in trade. Yeah. So the next movie that's going to be the the blockbuster after Superman is going to be the Brave and the Bold. The yeah, new take so- on Batman. Real, real quick before we get into the movie aspect of this. So I know of Batman the comic run, and then he's obviously got Detective Comics. So the only thing I know about Brave and the Bold is that's where the first appearance of the Justice League happened was in Brave and the Bold 28, I think it was. Does Brave and the Bold, the comic run, like, is it, did it end up being a coming of Batman run, or are they just using that title? I think they're just using the title because um, there was a, there was a show, obviously, Batman the Brave and the Bold came out back, was coming out back when I was a kid. It was like a golden age homage, an animated show. 
So, and then that was obviously a comic, like a title of a comic runs, but it, it was somewhat associated with Batman, but it was really everybody, you know, it was kind yeah. of, it was one of those books that like they rotated in. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. how, that's how they used to do it back in the day. Right. Batman, yeah. the outsiders, Batman and green arrow green. I mean, it was like, every time you see a brave and the bold, I would see in the flea market, I'd look it up on key collector and, and it, there's no value unless it was the first justice league. There was no value there for those books. And yeah, unfortunately they were drawn by a well-known you know, at least they looked well drawn, like Neil Adams or Perez or somebody looked like they drew it. I didn't, I don't know for sure, but I'm like, oh, this would be, this looks like a cool storyline. Nope, no value. So yeah. that's why it threw me when I heard Brave and the Bold. I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm like, you got Superman, now you got a Wonder Woman pre story, now you got Brave and the Bold. But this one is going to be like the take with, sounds like Damian Wayne. Mm hmm. Yeah, so and, this is it's gonna be about the Bat family, which is at least okay. different than than Pattinson's, you know. So I yeah. think yeah, that's I how... appreciate of all the movies, like this is a new a angle to take at Batman, which is what I, I really like I really like. But you you said on Geekable on the that Nightwing, the reason why Damian Wayne wasn't nuts, because based on his backstory, I don't know if Rohan if you know his backstory, how he became about Damien or about Nightwing? Damien. I know he's like the daughter of Bruce Wayne and Talia Al Ghul, and then I, I think I heard it was you, Brett, that said that there was also some like aging up they did in like with like um, genetic, I don't know, like yeah, yeah. So basically, he was he was uh, he's obviously the son of Batman and Talia, and he was raised by the League of Assassins. So from the jump, he was he did not have a childhood. He he didn't have friends. He had trainers. You know, he he wasn't outside playing. He was training. He was climbing a mountain when he was you know when he was four years old. He broke his arm fell broke his arm had to get to the top anyway because he was the grandson of Rachel Ghoul, you know that was his childhood so and when i say that nightwing was the one who really took him and made him not turn out crazy it's because like it, it's true like you know like he was the he was the really main influence because bruce wayne didn't know what to do he was like i, I can't deal with this <laughs> now i just started watching titans on hbo max and that's pretty good show now, Damien, it's not Damien, it's Jason Todd that's in that. I haven't got far enough. I'm only on season two. But is there some type of connection that they can bring that Nightwing into this storyline, maybe? Somehow, because is that or possible? Is, or is Batman replacing Nightwing in this movie? No, no. So I think I, I, the reason, yeah, the reason I brought up Nightwing is because I'm sure he'll be in this movie. He's he's mm -hmm. surely got to be. Okay. Um, I, I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll make the relationship more between Bruce and Damien. But Nightwing will definitely be there. Okay. Which is, I mean, they might even have Jason there. I hope they're all there, to be honest. I wouldn't be mad if Jason is still in the ground, though, and he comes back for a possible sequel. And then I've heard rumors here, and I've also heard what you said, that you said that um, you believe that that Batman, that at least the one that they start with, is not going to be long. Like, he's probably going to die and so yeah. that really makes it when they talk about those rumors about chris or uh, christian bale coming back to play like that would make sense because if he's not going to be in a lot of movies he could do that pretty easily and still make tons of whatever else he wants to make um so then do you see him dying in this movie or is that something that comes down the line and then do you see like damian wayne does he become batman in the comics i, I don't know um so i think so um nightwing ends up becoming batman in the comics dick grayson oh, okay. and damien was his robin and so that's that's was really the dynamic that made damien go on a proper path was wow, when right. his that's time right. spent with um time spent as robin with 
Dick Grayson as Batman because he was totally different than Bruce, obviously. Mm-hmm. And this was when this was after Bruce. I mean, he he was supposedly killed. He ended up going on a whole like time travel thing. It was kind of insane. I wish they I kind of wish they just had him die. Would have been yeah. more impactful to me because um, I've said for years, one of my hotter takes is that if Dick Grayson was still Batman to this day, I wouldn't have missed a beat. Like, I would have been fine with it if he if he was still Batman and Bruce Wayne was still dead. But um, I think that he'll he'll definitely I think they'll definitely give this Batman a trilogy in the DCU. So when I say long, I mean, like, he'll he won't die in the first movie. He'll get a couple of his own movies. And then I think when they build up to whatever crisis they want to do, because I, I assume that's got to be the goal, right? That's DCU's yeah. kind of fame is the crisis. So I assume, though, that's got to be the goal. Okay, and then he'll perish in that, and then yeah. they'll move that's, forward with whoever is. Playing. And then I think, and then I think, might as well make Dick Grayson Batman. Yeah, that would yeah. be awesome to me. I, I mean, I grew up with Robin being a campy kind of character, and the movies, the Schumacher movies, were just terrible. Those last couple, yeah, with Robin. So I never cared for Robin. He was just some dumb kid. Uh, but seeing Nightwing, Dick Grayson, and Titans, I'm like, this guy would be pretty cool in a movie and so it kind of makes me want to go back and grab some of those old nightwing comics because that was robin just to me seems like just a throwaway character but nightwing is way cooler so but it's amazing to think like robin came out so like batman was detective comics 27 Mm -hmm. robin came out i think it was 13 issues later it's like yeah it was like 39 or 49 39 and it's amazing. So he's essentially been around as, and he's on the cover of Batman one. Yeah. He's and, as old as Batman. And so it's like, he has been around essentially nearly as long as Batman. Maybe we'll say a year off, but like the, the fact that they've done so many Batman productions, but really not done a Batman and Robin production is crazy. It's insane. It's insane. And Dick Grayson, like, and, and I swear by Dick Grayson, he's my favorite character. Nightwing. He's absolutely my guy. So they, and they, he's finally getting the clout that he deserves in the comics. Like he's, he's like essentially the main cog in the DC universe right now in the comics. He's oh. running the show because he's really, he's like that. Like he's, he's literally a year, he's a year younger than Batman in publication history. Like that's how long he's been around. And so that's- it's, and, and it's crazy because when you think about it, we've seen him like grow up in comics. How often do you really see that? You know, like, yeah. like comics are usually everything stagnant. We've actually we've seen him be a campy little kid, like you said, JP, and now he's a badass grown man who's running the DC universe. It's, it's pretty cool. So I don't know yeah. why they haven't taken advantage of that because there's many people like me who absolutely love Nightwing, and we would flock to the theaters to see even a Nightwing solo movie. Yeah, that'd be a great Elseworlds movie or just a, maybe that's on the slate too. Yeah, um, well, and that's the thing. If they're starting with Damien, they can go right into Nightwing. Yeah. You know, that's because... Awesome. I, I I think it, it would be cool, as cool as it would be to see Batman go through all the Robins. You know, you can you can probably just probably just have a couple of them be grown up at the start. Yeah. And again, they've done so many different iterations of Batman. Who, why not do the Nightwing take on it? Because that's different, and that would bring a lot of, you know, yeah, I'm going to see it because I like Batman. But I think it's definitely a cool take. And knowing that Nightwing now is Batman, because I haven't read the new stuff as much or much at all. That's you know, to me that can be your bringing your old time Batman fans and the Dick Grayson fans and Nightwing. So that's, mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a great way to do it. So I think the title threw me off, but hearing what you're saying, I'm going to go see it no matter what, but what you're saying to me, I'm like, Oh, this sounds pretty even better. So yeah, 
Yeah, so I think, I think the, the titles were definitely, they just kind of threw out like titles that they thought were vaguely associated with, you know, like Paradise, like it's, it's real weird. Paradise Lost, like I said, it's, they're talking about a completely different story. Like the story they're planning on telling doesn't sound anything like the Paradise Lost comic book, which is really interesting that they went with that name. Yeah. But, you know, maybe I'll they're just using the name to like call out to like real fans like, hey, we're doing it, it, this. It is. It's for it's for people yeah. like me to be yeah. like, I, I, I know that Yeah, we're doing this right for you guys. So uh, which I appreciate. I, I've always said, like, as much as the general audience is important, these movies really should be made for guys like us, you know, people yeah. who are really into it. I agree. I agree. Um, OK, sweet. Yeah, that I mean, like that, that just gets me super pumped for that movie. Um, so then moving on, it's uh, Booster Gold, the HBO series. This is JP's baby. Right here. Um, so I don't know anything about Booster Gold other than that, like, apparently he's from the future and he comes back. And so he's got tech from the future and he uses that to be a superhero in the past. He's he's literally he's absolutely a hysterical character. He like he he literally goes back in time to use future tech and obviously knowledge of the future. To be a hero, to get famous, get chicks, and get money. Yeah. Like, that's his goal. Yeah. That's the best I mean, way to this, do it. This is straight this, up. This is Chris Pratt. Am I wrong? It's like, gotta this, be. This has gotta be. Gotta like, be. if it's anybody else, like, I mean, this is what Chris Pratt, the character Chris Pratt, whether it's Booster Gold or what, but the idea of like using future tech to get women in the fact, like, that is what Chris Pratt was born to be. Absolutely. And he would like, and he gets dunked, obviously he gets dunked on for this yeah. because you know, that, and that's through like getting constantly dunked on because he's doing an objectively like scummy thing. He learns that he can actually be a hero. Yeah. So it's like, he starts off as it's kind of like, it's kind of like what the uh, Stanley's idea was with Iron Man. Like take someone who's like, for lack of a better term, like pretty douchey and just like make him likable eventually mm -hmm. through yep. you know tr trials and tribulations and it's it's pretty it's the same thing with oliver queen there's a, you know like it's, it's a cool character arc in my opinion yeah and, and he could be kind of like the comedic um presence in the the dcu it seems absolutely like. i think i think if they keep the humor like he can handle all the comedic beats so so they don't fall into the trap of having everybody make a joke when it's not yeah, yeah, and I, I, I peacemaker think, into it, then it'll be funny. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, peacemaker too. Those two guys can be clowns enough for the entire universe. Yeah, yeah. and like, I, and I actually think that's one of the mistakes Marvel's made post Endgame. Like, pre, you know, up to Endgame, I thought they had this perfect balance of like seriousness, action, and then like the the bits of humor. Absolutely, I feel like they need to get back to some more seriousness and tone down the make you want to laugh out loud side of things yeah see i thought ant-man that was the one thing i liked ant-man like you guys i enjoyed it a lot i thought that was the one thing that like we're supposed to be scared of this guy like yeah. he's supposed to be ter the terrifying kang the conqueror and like we're laughing at him every five seconds it's like yeah. okay come on yeah it that, that part didn't make sense but at least it set set the world up future phase five so yeah oh, like, i liked it as that. a whole it was just yeah you know, some of the but that stuff true i mean that's they got away from it. Hopefully DC can use a couple comedic people like we're talking about and make, you know, Batman's not supposed to be funny except no. for the few little quips he has. The dry humor. Yeah. His dry yeah. humor. It, and it's yeah. it's his own way, you know. Like yep. I thought I thought the Matt Reeves Batman movie did a good job, a great job with his dry humor. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. like that movie? How'd you feel about that? Oh, I loved it. I and I not I my personal opinion is like specifically like the first hour of that movie, I think is fantastic like establishing everything i loved it i think it may have gone a little too far like with the whole like um 
arena and the flood and like that like they could have honestly ended it with like the scene of the riddler in jail in that kind of aspect and i think they well it didn't it didn't it didn't end up like i still enjoyed it i still love it um but i think they they went a little too far but otherwise i thought it was fantastic and i i thought robert passon was awesome as batman i liked it but again i'm more partial to uh Christian Bale stuff. I was like, yeah, let's see where this goes. But again, not knowing that it's not, it's going to be an Elseworlds. It's kind of like, all right, you know, take it for what it is and move on. I'm, I'm more curious to see how this Brave and the Bold, you know, that works in the universe because I, I like the inter, intertwined, um, setup. That, that's to me, I think that's much cooler than these one-off movies. That's, again, going back to a second Joker. I always said, why, why are we doing this? Just keep, keep it together. But we'll see how. How that goes with um again booster gold might be a good segue into um you know into doing the, a nice rounded universe that most people can go to these movies and enjoy them right yeah yeah not everybody wants to see a dark superman or dark batman having some kind of comedic relief you know yeah you know, i agree you go see the movie and go oh that's pretty good you know it's funny yeah um, too much gloom and doom can it can backfire real quick yeah yeah, yeah which it did um but, so then oh, go ahead now, I was going to say Supergirl's next, Woman of Tomorrow. You already talked a little bit about her being a uh, different than Superman because she's seen a lot, right? She's yeah, seen... so it's funny. I She's more akin to, like, how Henry Cavill's Superman was written. You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. more, like, jaded and she's, you know, like, because I said, she, she lived through that, the horror of Krypton. Like, it was completely traumatic for her. So this this particular story is pretty cool. She goes on she goes to like have like essentially like a break. Like she goes she goes and celebrates her 21st birthday on an alien planet. And it's she's it's it's, she basically has a pretty interesting character arc. So if they if they um, adapt it one for one, like they say, could be a pretty heartwarming story. Mm. Yeah, no, it sounds I like I like um, what he described for it. being traumatized by witnessing the horror of it all like that's very intriguing to me to hear because the, the supergirl that you grew i don't know rowan you probably watched it too with um geez in the 80s you know and then the recent supergirl show she wasn't dark right that's so it's kind of like they, was, they actually did that show was actually a huge disservice to her character because oh, she's very different. she's very and it's the, the same TV with the, show or the movie show. no the tv show okay the cw one yeah the, and it was the same with batwoman like you'd never know that they're great characters by watching their shows okay you know jp now that you said i totally forgot that there was a supergirl show when we were growing up yeah the movie it came out movie, think, yeah 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 the girl in it was she's a famous um she was famous at the time pretty pretty actress and um i don't you know i think i caught on h a lot of the stuff i caught on hbo after the fact like years yeah. later because you know we didn't have we had VCRs, but you didn't have, you couldn't record shit and get on the internet. So, yeah, you know, whatever was on HBO, we watched. But um, Swamp Thing, and we're going to wrap this up because I want to get into some of the cool stuff you're doing now um, before we end today. But Swamp Thing, the movie from the 80s I saw, love that show. I'm not sure if you saw that, Brett. The one oh, from yeah, the, the Swamp 80s. Thing show, the like one season the, one? The movie. Oh, the movie. The movie. No, I have not seen the movie. I have, With I really Adrian need to watch Barbo. some of these. I need to watch some of these older, like, comic movies i've like that was terrifying as a ch- young child watching that movie did you see it rohan no i haven't i have not oh my god it is what i remember again a lot of the 
80s movies were grainy looking, right? So they were even scarier because they looked like they were filmed on a old v, an old uh, movie camera. So they made them even kind of scarier. Nowadays, you can see so much detail and you can tell it's fake and whatnot. But back then, it looked kind of real, and at least to me. And the Swamp Thing movie was somewhat terrifying, not totally, but they were. it was a cool movie with some cool actors from that time frame. I, I would suggest if anybody is a Swamp Thing fan, to go back and watch that movie from the 80s. It was it was a cool movie that I remember. Now, you may watch it today and say, JP, that sucked. Why didn't you tell me to watch that? <laughs> but I'm saying I remember it vividly and well as a, you know, I have good memories of that movie. Even though it was scary, it was pretty cool, though. So, But this movie, Swamp Thing, is is not necessarily related to everything else, but it does set up some stuff. Or what did he say? So it's it's going to be within the universe. It's going to be canon. But Swamp Thing's another character that you know he does his own. He kind of has his own corner of the universe. Yeah. So it's not like don't expect to see any cameos. But all the concepts introduced, like where he gets his powers from, the green, like that'll end up coming around and being important. So he'll he'll be on the outside outskirts like Shazam. Correct. Pretty much, yeah. And then, yeah. but the thing is, the thing about Swamp Thing is he's like almost like god level power. Like he has, he's crazy powerful because he, he's essentially can connect to all of nature. Like he can attack you with any tree that he wants in the entire, he could just attack whoever he wants. Mm-hmm. And like you can see anyone through the leaf. So he, he can, whenever some, things get really bad, you, you can go to Swamp Thing for some bailout, you know? Like he'll be one of those reinforcement type characters when things get crazy. Now, you no, said I, that he, real quick, you said that. Batman, if he has a plan for Swamp Thing, that means it's written badly, correct? Something like that? Yes. So, but Batman's supposed to have a plan for everybody, isn't he? His plan for Swamp Thing is run until help arrives. <laughs> you know, like he's, there are some character, and, and there are some characters where, like, Batman, even Batman's plan is just, all right, let me just try to survive until help gets here. Cause that's why, that's why he keeps the Justice League around, cause he knows, like, I'm outgunned by some of these. But his backup plan for Superman was Kryptonite. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, and I guess I remember him just trying to survive uh, Doomsday in the Justice League movie, you know, until Superman and Bat or uh, Wonder Woman showed up. But um, I just thought he always had a contingency plan for everybody. So there's something out there that that works. Yeah. And then the the funny thing is, is Batman, other other than Kryptonite, when he fights Superman, he relies on the fact that Superman isn't going to just outright punch his head off. You know, like he he strongly relies on that fact. That's why, like, you know, I I don't subscribe to the Batman can beat everybody with his. Even though I'm a huge Batman fan, like I love him. I don't subscribe to that. I think he's better written when he's his greatest strength is that he can get his ass kicked, but he'll get right back up and keep fighting. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was just gonna say on the swamp thing and, you know, to bring a little bit of comic book into this, uh, I've never been a swamp thing fan, but just ever since the gun announcement, I've seen a lot of people post their house of secrets, 92, was it 92 or 93, the first swamp thing. And because I've been seen it so much, like it's made me like, I'm almost at the point where like, I think I need to add this to my list of like books I want to collect. Cause that cover is phenomenal. If you know what I'm talking about with like, the paintbrush, uh, kind of stuff, it is absolutely gorgeous and like it has definitely become a book that i think i want to one day own um the house of secrets 92 yeah yeah, the first first appearance of of swamp things i just wanted to throw that out there um so in the geekable podcast he said he talked about how there are a couple things that they weren't ready to unveil yet and you just said earlier in this podcast that this is half of the slate so you brought up that one of your hopes is the world's finest right 
I don't honestly know much about World's Finest. Is that a run that carried through in their, you know, say somewhat relative times? Or was that just an old school kind of golden age run with Batman and Superman? Or was it other things or was it just Batman and Superman? Like, I don't really know um, World's Finest. Yeah, so it started as a, it started as like the Batman and Superman collab comic. And then it just became what people refer to them as in universe. It's like when you're talking about Batman and Superman, you call them the World's Finest. And then now and then it's still it's basically like, for example, the current run, the current run is just Batman, Superman, World's Finest. Oh, so it is. OK, it's still. current. Yeah. Run. OK, cool. So and, you know, they've had they've had Batman, Superman comics over the years. Sometimes they drop the World's Finest. Sometimes, it's, you know, it's just Superman, Batman. Um, but yeah, the current run written by Mark Wade, really excellent run. He's absolutely back. He took a took a long break from D.C., but he came back for the last few years and he's going off. But uh, yeah, so they they have the world's finest. Okay, so that's uh, that's one that you're hoping that is one of the unveiled projects. Yeah, because um, like I said, I really I, I never hated the idea of a Batman and Superman movie. It's just Batman versus Superman is like why why would you freaking do that to me? Like, are you trying to are you trying to make me just depressed? Like, why? Yeah. What and I, so that go ahead, I go. had known that there was that Dark Knight run, but I had no idea that the two of them fought each other. So that surprised me when I saw that on screen. Was like, what are you doing? Like, same with you. Why? What do you do? I you probably knew of the of the actual fight in that well, run. And the fight in the comic is like completely different because it's. It's they're having an ideolo ideological fight and they're lifelong friends that are coming to blows over this. Like it hits completely different over oh, yeah, being yeah. manipulated into fighting each other. Yep. They're having okay, a genuine dis clash of ideologies and it's ruined their friendship. And it's like, wow, that sucks. It hits completely differently rather yeah, than, oh, Lex, Lex made Batman look stupid and now he's trying to kill Superman. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So with that, you've already talked about you hope Lobo is coming yeah is there anything else that you would love to be part of the unveiled slate that you would be hoping for so honestly it's funny that it, because i was james gunn completely coughed me up caught me off guard with what he announced like i was expecting him to either it to be way out of left field like way obscure or completely playing it safe like seven justice league solo movies type thing um, and he did like a little bit of mix of both, you know, obviously we have the Trinity just to establish the main core, but then, you know, the other projects are kind of more out on the fringe, you know, booster gold swamp thing. They're, they're popular characters, but not so popular that they're a listers, you know? So, and I, I still think you can't, you kind of have to keep it a happy medium, especially with DC because it hasn't built up the goodwill that Marvel has, you know, DC couldn't just throw out a guardians, their equivalent of the guardians, because the only reason people saw guardians was because, Oh, you know, Marvel movies are good. Like who cares if we don't know these characters, like let's go check them out. And everybody loved it. Now, if DC threw out characters that nobody knows, people would be like, uh, DC movies usually stink. Why would I, I don't even know who this is. Yeah. So that's yep. why they kind of have to play it safe. You do. I, that's why I, I kind of do. I kind of disagree. JP, they kind of had to include the Trinity just because they have to, you know, cause it doesn't have the goodwill, you know? That makes sense. I just I didn't know Peacemaker. I didn't know Suicide Squad. I I, I that is I haven't true. Been collecting for twenty years until last year, and but I've watched all the movies. So knowing that it was a comic book related movie, I'd go see it. But that's just me. That probably didn't that probably didn't bring a bunch of people in into the to watch the movie. So you're right. I mean, they got to bring back the Trinity just to. At least until they established like DC is, you know, give give us a shot. We're also decent, you know. Like, yeah. Hopefully, but with it, the first it, few projects, but it seems get that too time. too soon from getting rid of Cavill and all that group. So that's that's a my point. But maybe by the time this all comes out, we're we're twenty twenty five. We're what? Geez, almost 
almost eight years, ten years away from Justice League, I think, right? Yeah. It was 2016. Yeah. So, so going back, so what else, was there anything else that you would hope oh, for? Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I think I would love to see Green Arrow, um, Green Arrow and Black Canary together if they could. Um, I, I really want to see their dynamic. What's up? Black Lightning. What do you think of that? Oh yeah, I would love. I would love seeing Black Lightning too. He's pretty cool. I want. I would love to see all the Milestone characters. You know, Static, um, Icon. He's pretty cool. Oh. He's like their the uh, Milestone version of Superman. I would love yep. to see him in the Justice League. Honestly, like that would be pretty cool. Oh, and uh, I need John Jones. That's a non-negotiable. The Martian Manhunter. I oh, need okay. him. I was, say, I was gonna say who's John Jones. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I always call. I I have. I always call him by his first name. I don't know why <laughs> his real name. But um, yeah, I, I need the Martian Manhunter in the DCU because to me, he's like the most important member of the Justice League, bar not like you'd think it'd be the Trinity. You'd think, like, say, Flash, a Green Lantern. Every version of the Justice League, except for like the new 52, which was a reboot, has had the Martian Manhunter on it. You know, every about, version of the team throughout the comics. What about Fire? What is it? Uh, Firestorm. Or- Firestorm. I like him, too. The nuclear man. He's a good character. Yep. And keep it cool because there's, I mean, again, you got Booster Gold, you got um, Swamp Thing, which were fairly newer characters. Everybody else is from the 40s or 50s, but then you bring in Firestorm was late 70s, Black Lightning was late 70s. So um, you got some newer characters that don't have, I mean, again, that's 40 years ago, but not as old as 80, right? So mm-hmm. that's the kind of cool, cool take of it. And you haven't seen them much in anything movie wise. So there is a, there is an option here. I mean, again, long long story short. There's many more movies to be made between Marvel and DC. Um, we'll just see if the collecting world benefits from that. Probably, yes and no. I hope so. Um, that would be cool. But, but when I when I collected in the '90s, the movie sucked. Right mm. in 2000, they didn't move move the books. Speculation did, but then that died off. But you know, it's collecting. I don't think the movies are the reason to collect, but it gets people into it. So make some good movies; they'll bring people into it. Um, people like yourself that know so much about the universe when they put it on screen, it's like, Oh yeah, that was, that's what I remember reading. Right. That's what, that's what yeah, drew me see, into that character. See, like that's it's, cool. it's, it's crazy to see, like, that's why I really hope they lean into comic accuracy because ever since the MCU started, I can't help but every comic I read like picture, like, Oh my God, this on the big screen would be unbelievable. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and that's obviously I shouldn't be thinking that because obviously every comic's not going to get adapted. But like, if it were up to but, me, I'd I'd freaking I'd tell all the stories based on the comics because that's oh, the most story. Yeah, who, literally. Who, who who what are what are the milestone characters? What does that mean? Okay, so um, milestone is uh an off. It's kind of like an offshoot of DC. Um, created I think it was Dwayne McDuffie. It's basically like centered on African American characters. Oh, okay. So like that was that was their goal to create. Um, so that's where Static. You guys, you yeah. guys remember the Static Shock Show? Yeah, like that's where Static came from, and you know, a bunch of them are kind of obscure. But hardware, yeah, hard, yeah, Hardware's a good one. I like him; he's pretty cool. Uh, Rocket, she—I don't know if you guys watch Young Justice, but she's a big character in that. Uh, I have Icon, so yeah, I didn't realize he was—he got a similar like Alien landed. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, and I, Icon's awesome too. So I would love to see all those characters. The Blood Syndicate—that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, I and, and I th- and obviously, you know, that would. That, that would be a, just a, a good thing to do culturally wise. Like, I think that would be a smart decision for DC to lean into that. Yeah. yeah I think there's so many characters that have that cultural significance to ret to retrofit them to be that way is fine as well. But I think there's so much to, to use 
to make those, you know, characters that haven't been on the big screen, bring them on and get that big name actor that can really bring him to life. And I think that would be awesome, you know. So Brett, r- Brett, real quick, talk to me about ma- major DC villains, right? So like with MCU and Marvel, right? You have Thanos, and then they can move. They're moving out to, to King, right? And then there's we're all know and expecting Doctor Doom to have a big part, right? And then there's going to be Magneto, and then there's going to be a Galactus. Like I know there's Dark Seed, Dark mm-hmm. Side. What other villains are there on that level? Okay, so you have um, obviously you have the Anti Monitor, who is multiversal. He's the he basically is a being that like eats he eats Earths throughout the universe. He was the reason for Christ's on infinite Earths. Oh, so he's like a Galactus, then if he's eating planets. Essentially, yeah, he's a multiversal. I, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but Galactus is like inside the main universe, right? He's like yeah, a well, galaxy guy. Yeah, Galactus, so he Galactus is the only living creature from the previous universe. Okay, and, cool. Yeah, that's sick. Um, so, so the anti monitor is the same except he eats parallel Earths as opposed to just any planet. If that makes okay. sense. Okay, got it. Um, and so, so he's one. Another good one is Solaris, the tyrant son. So he's he's smaller, but I think he could really be used well because he's basically uh, he's an evil, malevolent son. Like it, it's pretty cool because he's like a supercomputer, and he's he's had he's had some issues. He can't be stopped essentially. So no matter what they do, he'll always come back. Um, so he's a good one. Necron, uh, Necron is the, like, he's a Lord of the dead. Essentially. He's the reason for the black lantern rings that, um, they black lantern rings revive people from, they bring back, you know, the dead bodies as zombies, essentially, which happened in blackest night, which was the culmination of Jeff John's green lantern run. Um, which you, I know you mentioned JP, which is is a pretty classic one. And then, uh, so then you have you. Let's see, you have Pariah. Pariah is a pretty good one. He is, he was, he was essentially um, the Anti Monitor's lapdog during the original crisis, and he eventually um, managed to ascend. Like he eventually had his own agenda, and got power to eventually try to bring back the Crisis on the Infinite Earths. So many years later, after they got destroyed. Um, let's see, see, cause it's, it's interesting because they're all like those characters I've mentioned are kind of niche. They're not like, oh, and then obviously, uh, then you have the big ones. You have Brainiac. Brainiac's a good one. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah. Luther. Brainiac and Luther, all the Legion of Doom when they come together, Vandal Savage, those are earth-based. I was thinking like cosmic, but earth-based, you know, Vandal Savage is a good one. He's like, he's immortal. He can't So die. you were saying that, um, so then let's talk event wise. You think this first thing is now going to lead up to the crisis event, which is, it seems to be like the most well-known DC major event. Are there other made like, like in Marvel, you have Infinity Gauntlet, Secret Wars, Annihilation Quest, Civil War. What, what other DC uh, big events are there? Um, so you have Blackest Night, which I mentioned. That's, that's a big one. Um, you have, so you have Batman, like you have single character focused events, like No Man's Land. That's, that's like a nightfall there, stuff like that. Then you have you have Infinite Crisis, which is the sequel, the pseudo sequel to Crisis on Infinite Earths. It brought back some of the same ideas. It had it, it was evolving a group of survivors from the uh, original Earth Prime. And then you have the final crisis, which is dark. They have a, there's a theme here, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you have the final the crisis, final, final dark crisis. Side, <laughs> which wasn't the final crisis. Spoiler An alert. crisis. Yeah, and then obviously Flashpoint, which they're gonna blow already, which is tough. 
Um, okay. And then you have some smaller ones like Millennium in the 90s, which is the Manhunters, which are so the Manhunters are before the Green Lantern Corps, the Guardians of the Universe, the little blue guys. They they thought that it would be better to have robots being their police force. And then when that went horribly wrong, as anybody could have predicted, they said, <laughs> okay, then they tried the Green Lantern Corps. So the Green yeah. Lantern Corps was actually their second attempt at a universe police force. Okay. And so in Millennium, the Manhunters gained sentience and uh, basically infiltrated Earth, replaced a bunch of people, kind of like uh, similar to Secret Invasion. Um, and so that, that's that happened. And then a couple years after that, they had Invasion, which was all these... Um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. interstellar factions oh look at that Jason oh yeah Guy. there you go this was drawn by mcfarlane oh, oh nice. is it really yep that's cool there's yeah. three issues of it and i mcfarlane drew um everyone talks about this came about at the same time as um batman 423 so you can see the early cape work on superman that he did for spawn and batman so it's oh cool. that's so cool yeah, yeah. So you can find them cheap somewhere, but it's drawn by McFarlane. But I should read that because I got all three. Like, I don't have a whole lot of storylines. Secret Wars, I got the 2015 run. I have this run. So, and I got the trade paperback for um, Dark Knight, Frank Miller. So I got three things I can read and at least get, you know, to the end of something. Um, but I didn't know that was, that would be a cool storyline if they did bring that out there from what I see on here. So, yeah. And, it, and, the, and it's for such a grandiose storyline it's still like in the grand in the grand scheme it's kind of small scale you know it's or it's should like, i say simple you know it's just a bunch of alien factions getting together and invading earth and for comic yeah. books that's simple yeah that could that could make an easy arc inside a bigger arc yeah like that could be that... that could be your loki of the infinity yep. saga you know yep yeah yeah exactly so plenty to, plenty to come by i'm excited for the dc universe i i guess i started specking early on some of this stuff thinking, um, you know, with James Gunn, the announcement and, and, uh, so hopefully some of that comes to fruition, but it's just good to see good characters on the screen. They all can enjoy and then have podcasts and talk about them for hours yeah. on end because I, I totally enjoy, um, going into the ins and outs because I think DC has the, one of the better deep writing. I think their stuff is, is real deep where, where they go with some of their items. So, as much as I don't know the writing, but the storylines I hear, I'm like, man, that sounds like that'd be a great storyline. Like it isn't campy, even though Robin was, but most of the storylines from DC are not campy. They're they are they're deep. So and it, and it's funny, Robin Robin was campy until they decide to have him killed. I know. Yeah. And then, Jesus and people, Christ. They voted on that. And they we voted, we voted that, for right? his death, yo. And he got beat with a crowbar. He got beaten with a crowbar. Nasty which, stuff. Which is why um Red Hood. That's he wears that red hood because that's Jason Todd, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's funny how things work out because apparently there's the rumor is that some dude back in the day like rigged a bot to kill off Jason. Like some dude hated Jason so much that he made a bot vote 800 times. <laughs> so <laughs> the that, first that, ever bot. That's the rumor. <laughs> like yeah, like literally, like he somehow like managed to set something up to keep calling over and over again. Now that's just probably... a rumor, but. Matthew if, Broderick from War Games that yeah. <laughs> wrote, wrote the wrote the bot for that. So, but it's, yeah, no. it's funny it ended up working out because Red Hood is obviously immensely popular now with the comeback. yeah. Which there was Jason's one comeback. from the 40s, right? There was Red Hood from the 40s, but that's not the same one. Well, yeah, the, so Red, the Red Hood from the 40s was actually the Joker. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's part of also why Jason 
where is Jason calls himself Red Hood as a big F you to the Joker, which mm-hmm. of course doesn't it, it the Joker doesn't see it that way. He thinks it's hilarious, but you know, it gets, gets you know, makes Jason happy. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, okay. Cuz I see like the Red Hood, I'm like I want to get that issue with Batman and the Red Hood fighting. And then I was like, is that the first appearance? And then I go back, it's like 1940-something, yeah, $6,000. So I'm that, like, I oh, forget it. That <laughs> Detective Comic that. Books, that's like a super valuable book. And it's because it's the origin of the Joker. Um, and so it was unveiled that the Red Hood in that was was the Joker. Yeah. So it's, that's an untouchable book right now. <laughs> so yeah. I won't get that one. But um, Brett, uh, real quick, why don't you tell us a little bit about Character Crave? Since, you know, there's, it's you're do that with a couple people or explain that up to us. Yeah, definitely. So honestly, it's funny. I followed I followed the page before I got involved with it. Um, I I just followed it for a while, and the guy who runs it, Jake. So he, tell me um, what is the page exactly? Oh yeah, so it's, a, it it's it's an Instagram. It's a page on Instagram. We have a YouTube channel, and um, and we're on TikTok, but that's like a, after the fact. And we basically just post uh comic facts, you know, on on the Instagram and on the YouTube. We do breakdowns on issues so the idea is if you don't have time to read a whole comic you can consume the gist of an entire issue in three to four minutes and uh, i'll write up a little breakdown of what happens in the issue and jake will edit and uh narrate it oh nice and it's pretty cool you know like it's you know intended to be able for you to able to people to consume the most of what happens in a comic book and see the panels in a short time if they don't have time to read it um and so I've, I was, I followed the page for a while and then he, he eventually reached out saying like he wanted to add some people to the team. And I was like, yeah, like I'm down to help out. Like I love comic books. I live and breathe this stuff. So I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll help. And he was like, yeah, definitely come on board. So I've been helping him since the new year. So I'm still pretty new to it, but. Oh, so just this new you guys year. Have 103,000 followers. Yeah. He, he built, he oh. built all that stuff up. I'm pretty sure most of them are. We don't get we don't have 103,000 followers worth of interaction. I'll say that. Yeah, that's awesome though. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. I, I was that's I was gonna say when I when I first I, I didn't even think he would get back to me because I was like, nah, this dude definitely has like mad people like hitting him up, hundred thousand followers, and you know it's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's then awesome. I could I could use that because you can give me the synopsis of the storylines in three yeah. four minutes. It's a cool feed. I started following it after I heard him uh, on, on Geekable, so yeah, it's definitely a cool feed. Um, and then real quick, why don't you just finish off with, why don't you tell us a bit about your writing aspirations? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, obviously, uh, it's funny. I, I literally like when I went, when I went to college, obviously we're all like, when, you know, we get to that point, we're like, what, what, what the hell do we want to do with our lives? And so I'm not sure what made me choose writing, but I always enjoyed it. And then I took, I obviously took a couple classes in school and like just decided to be an English major and go and just go full steam ahead with it. And ever since then, I've been working on a lot of fiction, a lot of projects, mostly fiction. Um, I've been doing short stories because I I tried to jump right into a novel right away, like back in college. And I was like, what a sicko move. Like, I cannot plot out a novel. Like, I need to get I need to practice for that. All right. So I mostly I mess with short stories. I get I make them bigger and bigger. And I'm, I'm eventually going to go into a novel. But we'll do you see. have any characters you've created at all yet? It's funny you should say that. I just thought of one fairly recently i i just thought of, i thought of his name i should say I, i've thought of who he is so his name is adrian gash spelled c spelled with a c-h-e at the end like you uh-huh. know gash like the cut but and so his power is he he's a detective because and i wanted it to be a little bit com- like, you know this is this is for a comic book that i want to eventually write and so um 
his power is when he's when he sees like a dead body or like a blood splatter, he can see what happened with the wound. Like he can see exactly what caused he's like it. Dexter. Uh, oh, it, yeah. Dexter is how I got the idea actually. Yeah. Like Dexter oh, is like awesome. the blood splatter analysis, but this guy just has a power for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, because I wanted great. him to have some power, but I didn't want the power to make be like a factor in a fight or anything, or like in the conflict. I just wanted it to be like you know um, to further the mystery. Well, right. think about it. Dexter was a popular show. Every CSI that comes out, whether it's in uh, you know Baton Rouge or California, <laughs> it's popular. So I mean, you put those two together, you got something pretty good there, I think. Hey, I yeah. mean, people love themselves some murder mysteries what what it comes down to yeah oh, that's yeah. me myself literally so it's yeah. like well think I, about it though also the the show terminator terminator the movie was a great concept right it did well matrix was the similar concept and did freaking great too so dexter's a good concept but to take that and etch it up to a level power level that's it's pretty good actually i think i, li I like that yeah i like it too yeah because yeah. i mean it, it, the, the tough thing is at this day and age like a lot, a lot, a lot has been done over the years. Right. Like a you can whole make a lot better, of like, stories have been told. Yeah. yeah, like I said, Terminator to Matrix, same story, but you know, it's almost like Matrix is like Terminator and Total Recall combined. So yeah. Yeah. you got CSI and Dexter combined. There you go. Yeah, throwing throwing a little comic booky, throwing like a little bit of Rorschach inspiration, you know, yeah, make yeah, him yeah. a bit of a hard ass. Yeah, there you nice. go, Brett yeah. Von Claw, baby. If 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 we, you hear that name, you heard it here yeah, first. We'll see. You know, yeah. could, could be. You know, might be sending it to Image. We'll see. I gotta find an artist though. I can't draw worth shit. So that's gonna <laughs> be tough. JP is an aspiring artist. Here we go. I'm inspiring. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Last thing I drew was a stick man. So <laughs> no, it re reminds me of my old days in in high school and uh, drawing characters and trying to come up with their powers and stuff like that. My buddies and I had a good time doing that and. We always fought over who had the better ideas. So <laughs> made for good lunchtime talk, but you know, I'm no Jim Lee, but uh, I can, I can do Rob Liefeld pretty good. So we'll try <laughs> small heads, big arms. And I can do that. <laughs> Lots of pouches. Absolutely pouches. obscene. Yep. Just pecs just through the roof. Pecs yeah. and pouches. Pouches and weaponry, like, you know, guns here and there. And yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that that so must have been that must have been so funny just in the midst of the nineties, like massive capes, huge guns. Like I only see oh, the yeah. after the fact. I mean, that's that what been. brought me in. Like most of the stuff I drew in later in high school had was because of Jim Lee and the and that run on X-Men where the Weapon X run, which you had Maverick, that guy Maverick who was another Weapon X. Yeah, yeah. He, he he and and like the history is like he and Wolverine knew each other back in like World War Two and they were like they did missions together and things. I love Maverick's a great character. Yeah. I, th I drew all that stuff because I was like the guns that, I mean, Rob Liefeld looked like a gun was an alien gun, but Jim Lee like knew how to draw that shit and draw those so soldier looking characters. And I'd love drawing that stuff. And, and that's why I, I honestly like, I, I, I feel like I might maybe alone here, but Liefeld gave us two characters. He gave us Deadpool and he gave us cable. And I'm like the only one I feel out there. That's like, I love Cable more than I love Deadpool. Like I've like, and that's probably because of my love, like with Cable, with it came along with the X Men and things like that. I love the X Men, but I love Cable, and so like I cannot wait to see Cable like in a full like movie. Like I know he's in Deadpool too, but I want to see more. You're right. No, I like I like Cable when he came out, and the way Leifeld Leifeld Liefeld drew that that he was good with the armor characters too, and he had he had you know 
he could it was all about the drawing it wasn't about the story and i think like brett what you're doing like the story itself knowing that like that's that's deep and that can last long the artistry can change like people like jack kirby and people like jim lee like that's two different types right and both can be like but some of the stories themselves that a good story lasts forever right a good well-written you know artistry can people change their t tone on it but again i guess people can get darker and whatnot but the way the world's going the darker you write stuff these days the more people get into it so yeah um i mean you know, nemesis just... is back with mark millar have you guys heard you guys heard of nemesis mm -mm. i think so yeah oh my god dude he's basically just like he's basically like an evil batman who dresses in white and it's Wait, right it's a mark millar comic that he did back in the day and they just did a reboot absolutely just gratuitous it's it's kind of good but it's so gratuitous it is do it like, like the boys? Um, do you oh, go ahead sorry jb is it like the boys it, or... it is kind of like the boys in the sense of the messed up stuff that happens it's not you, as good as the boys that makes me think and i don't know anything about this but like um do you read the batman who laughs yeah, so I'm I messed with it when it was coming out. I, I thought I thought Scott Snyder went a bit too far with it. You know, oh, it was okay. a cool concept when it first started in Dark Knight's Metal, and then for some reason he was just so goddamn popular. Okay. Yeah, I know nothing about it. I know it's super hugely popular, but when he said like the gratuitous, I was like, that made me think of that. Yeah, and fortunately, you know, he couldn't you know, he couldn't get too messed up because he was obviously still writing for the big two so they're he, yeah. bat, the batman who laughs fortunately he probably could have gotten more crazy yeah. if scott snyder had his way given how some of his image stuff goes um. yeah the boy stuff is out there you know it's invincible oh, yeah. luckily it's a cartoon but the boy stuff i'm like holy crap that season uh, season two was ridiculous uh, this just and reminded me boys to... comic is just the boys comic. the show is good but the comic is just absolutely awful yeah um uh, real quick before we end so JP, you started watching Titans, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you you like that show, JP? You like it? Mm -hmm. So far, I'm um I finished season one. I'm on to season two. Brett, you don't like it? Then I see. I take it. No, no. I I mess with it, but it's like, it's it, it's an interesting take on Titans. You know, they it's I, I'm I want to know how I want to know how you feel when you get to the next few seasons because the first two seasons were solid. Uh, not not a. My, in my opinion, season three fumbled the bag. So I want to know what you feel about when you get to that point. Is that also right. where the CW shows, is it in Titans where they do Crisis and all this stuff? Because I've heard they've done these no. on, and I was like, I've never watched any of these. Yeah, no, they did Crisis in the CW. They did like a half-assed version of it. Um, Titans is HBO, so it's, a, it's, you know, it's pretty hard R-rated. Like, it's definitely TVMA. Okay. Yeah. So is any it's of that CW far. stuff worth watching? Just curious. Maybe the first couple seasons of Flash and the first couple seasons of Arrow. Okay. Maybe. Like I, I personally am not into it. Okay. I, I just and think I, I personally always no thought good. that we could have been better than low budget CW. Like you know, why I, I always thought DC deserved a little bit better than that. What about like yeah, that should have been an HBO Max show? What's up? That's Superman and Lois. Is now Superman and Lois. That was that started on the CW. Now it's HBO. That you should definitely watch. Okay. I don't even. I I should have. I should have prefaced that. I don't even consider that CW because it's just the quality is night and day. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. I gotta watch it. Yeah, Titans yeah. Is good. It's gritty. It's gritty, and I saw Superman and Lois, so that's gonna be like I'm catching up on all kind of stuff that I didn't. I I didn't watch as much TV during COVID. I don't know what I was doing, but it wasn't like I watched Game of Thrones finally during COVID, and that was it. But that took a long time. Yeah, there's a lot of content that's, there. There's eight seasons of that, so like. Now I'm getting into Ted Lasso and Titans, and then you know it's like 
a little bit behind the eight ball. So Doom Patrol is pretty it. good too, honestly. Which one? Doom Patrol. Yeah, oh yeah. Which is where I'm at now in Titans is Doom Patrol is in it. Okay, like, yeah. Oh yeah, I knew who they were. I'm like, that's Brandon, you know, Brandon Frazier right there. That's like, oh, okay, cool. So that must have been where they started. Then they got their own show after that, right? Yeah, yeah. That episode was essentially a backdoor pilot. Okay. Right on. No, it's good well, stuff, man. Well, Brett, right. this was this was awesome, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I, think the I love it. Thank you for having DC. me, boys. The future is DC, and I appreciate you giving me the lesson on yeah. DC. So very much, very much appreciate it. So yeah, and Brett, when this whole you know, and we would love to have you on again, especially when this DCU stuff starts to kick off. Like, yeah, we definitely want to have you back. Yeah, hopefully it all hopefully it all hits the way we want it to. I, th- yeah. I think we can all agree that the DC universe coming together and having a coherent universe is best for everybody. Cause let's not pretend like if DC starts to put it together, that fire is going to be lit under Marvel. Oh, real no, quick. You I, know I said that exact thing. Competition mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. And like yep. if DC kicks out, and especially too, like on the show side, like if their shows are awesome, like Disney or Marvel's gotta level up. Like a, they've been complacent in phase four and like they need competition. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I do think the shows are going to be good this year, though. Secret Invasion and Loki. I think, I think, yeah, I, I, those are two shows that, and I think Loki was the only good show that they have done. So, yeah. No, yeah, I agree 100% with that comment. We'll see. Brett, I appreciate it coming on. Brett from Character Crave, check him out on IG. I look forward to seeing what you're going to write. And uh, like Rohan said, we'll have you back on sooner than later here, hopefully before 2025. Hopefully yeah. there's some good announcements sooner than later from DC. So appreciate the the, his, the lesson here, and uh, I appreciate you being on. So yeah, thanks, thanks everybody. Peace out. Thanks, Later. boys.